Righto, trendsetters, rug up with us this winter. Next merch drop coming in hot. 14th of May, Tuesday, 6pm at alphablokes.com.au. We've got our two hoodie designs. These designs won't be coming back. We've got a light colour. We've got a dark colour. These things are unreal. We can't wait for you to start wearing them around the flats and rugging up next to the fire. 6pm, Tuesday, 14th of May. Don't miss out. Cure them what you want, knee knockers, golden nuggets, thigh slappers. But our friends at Manscapes refer to them as the boys. Not every man has children, but every man is responsible for their two boys below the waist. When your little guys have more hair than they need, trust Manscaped for all your grooming dreams. Boys need love too, so join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com and using the code ALPHABLOKES for 20% off plus free shipping. You heard it here first. The boys are back in town. Every man knows how scary it can get when you're going for the close shave below the waist. That's why I trust Manscaped for all my sensitive areas. Introducing the Lawnmower family, including the Lawnmower Pro 3.0 Plus and the 4.0 Pro and the 5.0 Ultra. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code ALPHABLOKES at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code ALPHABLOKES at manscaped.com. For the best your boys have ever looked, trust Manscaped. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologise to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the f*** he wants. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Alpha Blokes Podcast. Here to give the everyday battler a voice, delete head noise one laugh at a time, and delete a can of better beer, like we do at the start of every episode. So we'll rip the lid off one of these. Yes. Jogging a can, Cam. Winning a 10. That's right, the athlete's choice, mate. And um, today we have a guest on, Mary O'Brien, owner and founder of Are You Bogged, Mate? A rural men's mental health charity. How are you, Mary? Oh, absolutely sensational, boys. And very our first, well first female guest. Yes. So uh, very welcome here. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers for that. Cheers. Bluetooth cam. Yeah, well, Bluetooth. He's down with the sickness still, so yep. <laughs> we've spudged him out on the couch here. <laughs> but, um, hey, before we get into Are You Bog, mate, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself, Mary? Oh, God, that's a long story. Um, <laughs> a long and uh, windy road. I guess I grew up in southwest Queensland. Yep. On a sheep and cattle property and went away to boarding school in Brisbane. Good little Catholic girl I am. Mm. And then went back out to the bush and pretty much did everything from um, governessing to Jillaroo, um, landmarking musing team, drove dozers. Yep. And then in the early 90s when wool went, uh, went bust, um, also did another dumb thing and got married when I was 19. Um, <laughs> that was not the start of my dumb things, but it was one of them. Um, and, yeah, moved down to Toowoomba and yep. went, fuck, I can't do anything except pick up a thousand lambs a day, ride a motorbike and uh, drink a carton of piss at the end of the day. It's like, that's all I, I didn't have any skills. I didn't have any qualifications. So decided I better do something with my life and, um, yeah, ended up going to uni. Yeah. And... Um, did a bit of study and worked for Queensland DPI for yep. a bit. 
And that didn't last long. I threw all my toys out of the cot there and went, I fucking can't deal with this government bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And uh, quit and went out on my own. And so since that I've been doing spray application technology and drift management in broadacre farming. Yep. Throughout Australia, everywhere from um, the Burdekin down right through Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria and across um, South Australia to the Air Peninsula. Yeah, yeah right. Nice. Yep. Can you break that down a little bit? What is it, spray... So spray application, so essentially in the broadacre um, space, you'll see those great big boom sprays that they yeah. pay over a million bucks for about, I don't know, 1.2, 1.5, depending if you want wheels on it or not. Mm. And um, they go and buy that, and then I come and tell them how they're fucking it up. Nice. You're going to be on Clarkson's Farm. I think that's where I last saw it. <laughs> yeah. On fucking... I seen a few down in Toowoomba, actually, when I was just down there on the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So um, I guess the, the technology of how that... Uh, like crop protectant products, yeah. chem- fuck it, the chemicals, ag chemicals, come out of the nozzle and, you know, how, how they move and, and stuff like that, mm. uh, the, the wind conditions, um, the speed, the aerodynamics around the machine, the pressure, the hydraulic, like all that sort of stuff. A lot in it. Yeah, there's a fair bit in it. Do you yeah, deal with cool. the helicopter spraying as well then or just those? Oh, a little bit, but not really telling them how to do it. And it, I, this started when I was at um, Queensland DPI. I was an inspector appointed under the chemical use um, act in Queensland and so I basically I had to go out and rouse on them and you know take them to court if they'd stuffed up and so after a while I was like look I'm seeing the same problems wouldn't it be better if I actually went out there and helped them prevent yeah the, the issues and and sort of teach them how to do it right so, yeah um so that's what I started doing cool mm. hey you mentioned you went to a catholic boarding school <laughs> Now, we've heard from the male Catholic uh, schools. It wasn't Catholic, it was opinion. Christian school. Thing was, yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, whatever. Private school. Yeah. Um, we've heard a, a bloke's point of view. How do you find that, uh, the private school sort of scene? Oh. Is it? It was the best years of my life. It was not the best years of the nuns' lives. Uh, <laughs> I pretty much ran the show. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, for safety reasons, of course, there was a key inside the door. So, you know, if the building caught on fire... You could get out. Yeah. Well, I took that down. I got that cut, so I had a key to get in and out whenever the fuck I wanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. Um, I had a key to the tuck shop if I was hungry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I used to just go out. Um, and honesty has always been the biggest problem throughout my life. Um, so if I went to the regatta and came back and fell out of the cab in the driveway, and then I'd be like, Mary O'Brien, where have you been? I'm like, the fucking regatta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, you're grounded. Yeah. Um, suspended, whatever. Um, so, yeah, they were pretty glad to see the back of me. Yeah, right. Uh, I think it was about halfway through grade 12. I got expelled from the boarding school and um, mum had to move to Brisbane for the last six months of school. She was not happy. <laughs> <laughs> Put it this way, I was the worst teenager known to mankind. Oh, and, really? Um, so when my kids were teenagers, it's like, <laughs> you got nothing. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. seen it. Yeah. seen it all. And then after you finished that, that's when you went out, like Jillaruan and stuff like that, out on the, yep. the properties, or you did that all throughout it as well? No, I went out there, like after I finished school, just yep. went straight back home. Yep. And um, I used to stir the teachers up at school and just say, you know, they're like, oh, and what do you want to do when you finish school? I was like, the BNS circuit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. So didn't have high hopes for myself. Yeah. Uh, but the funny thing is that um, a couple of years ago, that my school invited me back to speak um, at a, a, a leadership oration. Yeah, right. And also at International Women's Day, I rang mum up and I said, you're not going to believe it. They've asked me to come back 
to speak. And mum's like, are you sure? You would have been able to use your key to get in. <laughs> I said, uh, well, that's what the email said. Mum's like, well, clearly they haven't pulled your file. Like, No. Nah. Yeah, so. Oh, well, that, but that's one of those fun. things, though, that, you know, it just proves that someone can be a bit of a rat bag at school. And you're not always a rat bag, are you? Because then you can you can change a bit and, and pull your head in in certain ways, and um, you know. You knuckle down. Well, just because you're a rat bag doesn't mean you're stupid. I yeah, yeah, <laughs> but that's yeah. right. No, you can be yeah. a bit of a rascal and still be a good person. Yeah, no, I I still try and be a bit of a rascal. Yeah, <laughs> that's a go. That's the joys cut, of life. Cut my own track. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Run your own race. Yeah. So how did um how did that transition into sort of are you bog mate or or getting into that field, you know, the the mental health space, I suppose. Yeah, so I'm based at Dolby on the Darling Downs and a few years ago we lost two guys to suicide in three weeks over Christmas. Mm. And, um, look, suicide's certainly not new in my life and, and it wasn't that these guys were particularly close mates of mine, but the, I knew a lot of people who knew them and they were fairly prominent guys in agriculture. Yeah. And I thought, wow, okay, um... You know, if I had to make a list of, of 3,000 blokes that I knew on the Darling Downs that would, you know, farmers, one of them was a farmer and one worked for a machinery dealership. And if I had to make a list of 3,000 farmers I knew that might take their life, this bloke wouldn't have made the list. Yeah. And I thought, yeah. what the hell's going on here? It just really rocked me that this bloke um, went down that track. And I was... So I thought, well, given that I'm travelling around Australia speaking mainly to blokes, I'd better find out a bit about this mental health stuff because I don't know anything. Yep. about it because I have zero qualifications in it and so I started doing some research because I'm a scientist and actually proper research not Facebook research yeah and um, so read all this stuff that was written by people with quals in mental health and everything they were saying was just like oh you know blokes don't do this and blokes do that wrong and they did and I thought this is bullshit yeah they're just bagging the shit out of blokes and they a don't know them and they sure as shit can't communicate with them. So I just sat down. I got the shits. I'm pretty good at telling people what I think. And mm. so I said, <laughs> did you pick that up? Um, so I, I sat down at my kitchen table and I wrote an article and used the analogy of mental health and depression is a bit like getting bogged. Yeah. And people in rural areas know what that's like. So sometimes we can get ourselves through that those sticky patches. But when we get properly bogged, we actually have to ask somebody for help. And we were setting up for field day and I... It was with these other couple of guys and we were talking about these two fellows who'd taken their life a month or so before. And one of these blokes said, I just don't know how you can get that bogged down. And I said, yeah, it is like getting bogged, isn't it? Like, when I, you know, when you get bogged, you've got to ask somebody for help. Mm. Well, they've all taken two big steps backwards and said, fuck no, when we get bogged, we don't want to tell anybody. So that's where the analogy sort of came from. And I was like, yep, this, I reckon this would work. So it's I just fitting, I wrote the article yeah. and... And basically just called bullshit on the experts and said, this is bullshit, you do not know these blokes and you sure as shit don't understand them. Um, mm. Because what I was sort of really looking into was the rural men's mental health and they're saying, oh, they do this wrong and they've got to learn how to do, do this better. And I was like, fuck off, they're fine. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with blokes, you just don't understand them. And so that's all I did. I just wrote this article and I put it on my bullshit little website and um, put it out on Twitter because Twitter was my main platform that I was using for my spray stuff. Um, and put the link out on Twitter and had to get my daughter to show me how to put another page on the website and put it out there. And there's like over 100,000 people saw it. And that, my inbox just lit up. Yeah. And I've been to Canada and the States to talk about spray application over there as well. 
And um, so that night when the North Americans came online, I had to turn my phone off. It just binged all night. Yep. And I got emails from blokes all over the world, you know, cattle producers in South Africa, cotton farmers in, in South America, dairy farmers in Ireland. Like it just – talk about light up the switchboard and I was like, yeah. oh, shit. Um, all positive things? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, blokes either pouring their heart out like this big long email or just a couple of words. You nailed it. Awesome. And I was like, wow, okay. Um, and so a couple of weeks later, the president of Queensland Farmers Federation rang me up, who I know quite well. Well, he was president then, he's not now. Um, and he said, oh, what have you been doing? I said, oh, the usual, just creating a heap of unpaid work for myself. It's <laughs> 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 fucking usual. And yeah. he's like, what, what do you mean? And I said, oh, that bloody article I wrote has gone bloody viral. Yeah. He's like, what, what's it about? I said, mental health. And he goes, send it to me. Sent it to him. He rang me 20 minutes later and he said, this is what you do now. I said, no. I don't, what do you mean? I, I do spray stuff. He said, no, this is what you do. And I said, no. I, I'm, I work in spray application. I talk to farmers. And he's – anyway, turns out um, – <laughs> turns out this is what I do now. And, yeah, within within a couple of weeks, I'm, he's got me down in Brisbane in the private boardroom of the Minister for Agriculture trying to explain myself and where do you want to take this? I was like, fuck, I don't know. This is all by accident. I didn't, mm. I didn't mean this to happen. Um, yeah, and it's just grown from there. And I guess people were booking me to, to do spray workshops and started saying, you know, at the end of it, can you talk about being bald for five minutes? And, and then, you know, then can you talk about it for 10 minutes? And then people are saying, can you just come to this field day and talk about being bogged? I was like, fuck, I might need a few slides to go with this one. That's, that's a pretty yeah. cool way you've put that, though, because I've found, I've found personally too <laughs> is that is the way that you introduce this topic to blokey blokes is that – you talk to them about a thing that they're genuinely interested in and they can relate to, and then it's like you slip in a little bit of, hey, this, and before they know about it, they've received that information and they can process it, instead of just saying, this is all about mental health and oh, fucking yeah. hitting them with it for an hour, you know? So no. I think that's really interesting how you got brought into it and how you started um, interacting with these blokes. And, yeah, I... Well, that's I how we sort of started as well, by just talking about our mishaps from the week, or or what drama we had or feel a bit down this week and then mm. people related to it. That's right. Or Without even, forcing it on them. That's right. Or even yeah. like um, during our episodes, we'll play a bit of a quote that we've found off something and, you know, relate to it ourselves. And it only might go for five or ten minutes, but that little bit that you've slipped in there, I don't know, it might just impact someone. And before they can whinge about being a soft cock, they're back into laughing again. And you go, yeah. you know. And I think, that, look, I... You know, people get a bit concerned coming to my talk. They're like, oh, it's about mental health. I'm like, no, fuck, there's a lot of laughs in my... Like, I actually try and find a lighter side to it. Like, I don't I don't make a joke about about the suicide and about the numbers because yeah. they're, they're pretty serious. But I do take the piss out of them in, in other things. And I use a lot of analogies. I've always used analogies. I tend to think like a bloke. Um, I guess you've got to understand your demographic and understand how they learn and how they take information in. So particularly with the spray application stuff, I'm taking some pretty complex stuff, but I've got to make it user-friendly. And these are the sort of blokes that we don't give them a manual to teach them how to drive a tractor. We show them. Yeah. So in my talks, I I use visual, very visual. Um, My slides are either pictures or very black and white couple of dot points um, because 40% of my demographic is colourblind. Yeah, so right. there's no point putting up a pretty coloured fucking graph. Mm, yeah. They can't see it. So, yeah, just understanding how they learn and, and the 
I use buckets and stuff like that. And, you know, one of the comments I get most frequently is, oh, it's good you don't use any big psychology words. And I say, well, you know what? I don't fucking know any. Yeah. Yeah. I can't use any. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. And they love that, that they can relate to it, the buckets, the tractor manual, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and that's it. I I talk about buckets and that everybody's got a bucket. Yeah. And, you know, people have got different size buckets. Some people have got a big bucket. Some people have got a little bucket and that shit gets dumped in your bucket. Mm. And just shit, just shit from life, shit from families, whatever, just gets dumped in your bucket and it just fills up. And sometimes we can have things that dump in a, in a big dump, mm. like maybe death in the family, the breakup of a relationship or, you know, sick kids or something like that. Things like that dump into your bucket fairly quickly and fill it up. And, yeah, it's just about bucket and it's buckets and it's about shit. Mm. And it's about taking the time to look after yourself to get that shit out of the bucket. Yeah. And, and you know, that downtime, I guess, to, yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, that's awesome. I think, uh, I think it's good too that, like, you spent the time – on stations and farms and actually interacting with blokes who you're now talking to and trying to relate to. So you've actually got an understanding and a real life, you know, um, experience with those people. Mm. Cause I feel like as a bloke, like if, if there was a lady coming to present a thing and they had nothing to do with your field ever, you'd just be straight away. You can guarantee that at least three quarters of them are going fuck off yep. where at least if you're like, you know, you talk like them you can relate to them in day-to-day activities. You know, it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. And we've always talked about how women have are much better at just talking about shit. So the fact that you can relate to these blokes but also say, hey, you know, maybe come from a, a women's perspective is I think it's a pretty cool thing. It's um, – I go into a lot about the communication stuff, but, yeah, I do get blokes who, are, you know, have to come to the talk or whatever works made them or the wife's made them or something and um, – one particular group that sticks in my mind was a, a trucking company in Brisbane. So they're um, long-haul bulk fuelage. And so they got me down to talk to them at their toolbox talk. And you see these blokes and they're walking and you can see them going, here we fucking go. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. What's this chick going to tell us about us? This will be fucking good. And yeah. they all sit down the mag. <laughs> and I love watching the body language, the yeah. arms folded up really yeah, high on the yeah. chest. Yeah. Here we go. And then I start to talk. And you just watch the arms come down and they start – and some of them are leaning forward on their chair going – she for fucking real? Is she actually saying this and getting away with it? Um, and, yeah, so I just love watching the body language change, particularly if they're mm. there and they don't want to be there. Yeah, and one of sure. these blokes stood up and he's like, at the end, he's like, that's the best fucking metal hell talk I've ever heard. Like, just yeah. yelled out from the back because they all sat down the back. Is, um, what was it like for your first sort of presentation that you did about it? Like, I suppose you said before that you started bringing it in um, – slowly at the end of your spray chats but what do you remember your first one that was just are you bog mate like yep. a presentation yep um i had uh, it was a field day and uh, a friend of mine was facilitating this field day she'd organized it and everything and um so we had uh, i think just over 100 cattle producers and we've got big hats yeah big big acres and they're all sitting <laughs> this, they're all sitting in this big marquee yeah and so the, the facilitator gets up and she's like, oh, so now Mary O'Brien's going to talk to you about mental health. Well, they were like a mob of clean skin, <laughs> mongrel cattle. They were just like, how the fuck do we get out of here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Breaking a hip. Yeah, and yeah. They, you could just see them. They just went, <gasps> and the, the fear in their eyes, they were like scrubbers. And mm. um, <laughs> and I just, I could see this. And I, so I stepped out and I said, just ca- calm down, fellas. I'm not a psychologist. So I'm not mm. going to talk about any fluffy bullshit. And they all went. <sighs> sat back down in their seats 
And so then I started and they're just like, wow, okay. Yeah. Um, rookie error on my part um, that I didn't actually look at who the other speakers were. So the next speaker after me is um, the psychologist from the Royal Flying Doctors. And so he gets up there and he's like, well, I am a psychologist, so I guess I'm talking about, what do you call it, Mary? The fluffy bullshit. And I was like, oh, yeah, On you, Mary. But he was great. Like, he's really good. He doesn't talk about fluffy bullshit. He's very down to earth and he's he's fantastic. But it was just, yeah. you know, it's like, note to self, always look at who the other speakers are. Who's in the lineup? Yeah. Was that, um, was that first chat? Perceive well from those guys. Yeah, it was huge. Yeah. Um, and a lot of organisations that were at it, you know, rang me three months later and said, "Our members are still talking about that. So, can you come and do it for this?" And and yeah, yeah. so it's um, pretty much word of mouth, and it just spread. Has it changed and evolved much over time since you've started the actual presentation that you do, or is it pretty much the same? Same thing. It's expanded a little bit, I guess. Um, I tend to throw a few more analogies in there, so I've got the. The buckets and that which I do in the talk, but um, I talk about the the shitometer, so you know the use of a taco, mm. and that we can't just run the machine in the red all the time. Um, what else do I talk about? Windscreens, windscreen, windscreens and rear view mirrors. Um, driving at night mm. is another another one that makes a lot of sense to blokes. But yeah, yeah, cool. So w- with this thing, like obviously you can relate to these blokes, and you've had those experiences. Growing, like, are you bog mate? Is it a thing where you're bringing more people into run presentations, or are you specifically running these things? Well, that's been the the biggest problem from the get go. And again, in the beginning, it was just for the first two and a half years, I did it out of my own pocket. I didn't have any funding. I couldn't charge for the. How can you charge for? You stand there talking about buckets and shit for Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you guys do. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um, right. <laughs> but uh, and I was like, oh, how's this going to work? And um, about three years ago, nearly three years ago, Landline did a story on me. Oh yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. Um, Pip Courtney said it was one of the most watched stories they've ever had on Landline. There's like 1.4 million people watched it. My phone cool. lit up while the story was rolling on the television, like oh, just no. lit up and went apeshit. And they wanted merch, they wanted everything. I was like, oh, I don't have any of this. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't have anything. I don't, uh, you know, I wasn't even getting paid. And yeah, it took me three and a half months to get through the emails that came in from that and pulling nothing under a 10 hour day. Yeah. Some 20 hour days to get through. The stories that came through were just incredible. And then it was like, holy shit, okay, uh, probably need to get a board and actually form something. Mm. Um, so we did that. So fortunately in about the last um, 18 months or so, we've had enough money that I actually get paid. So that's, yeah. that's exciting. Yeah, that's good, eh? And mm. is that is that when that happened, is that when you were like, right, I, I need to create like a, a company, full-on set up a base here, mm. like merchandise, all that sort of stuff? Or when was that? Idea. Yeah. When did that come about? Yeah, sorry, I didn't answer your last question about me getting other people on. Um, that was one of the first things that was like, we need other people to deliver this talk. Mm. And I can certainly teach people to do that, but they're not bringing my attitude, <clears throat> excuse me, they're not bringing my life experience and, yeah, my perception, I guess, to it. So yeah. there's lots of blokes have said to me, there's no way anybody can deliver this but you. So what I have to do is develop other things that a bogged mate does that doesn't involve me. Yep. Um, you know, probably doing fifty to sixty thousand Ks a year. Mm. Um and never home, don't have weekends, like just it's 
Full on. Full on. Mm. It's full on. So this year is about bolting other things on to expand it. Um, yep. And so we'll be launching something. Oh, if I can ever get the fucking insurance sorted out. Um, t- towards the end of the month. So yep. we're going to be um, taking blokes away on a break. So um, you heard it first on Alpha Blokes. Oh, there you go. There you go. For you. Yeah, yeah, that'll be pretty cool. Bolt breaks. Yeah, there you go. Mm. Oh, that'll be pretty awesome, eh? Giving them a chance to go out and just... Do some stuff. Yeah, so we're going to um, take a few blokes to the Fraser Coast and, and go and do bloke stuff and awesome. Yeah, just have some downtime. Yeah, how good's that? Yep, yeah, give them a few tools so when they go back to the shit show that they live in or, or you know, deal with, mm. that they've probably got a few um, tools in the toolbox to say, you know what, fuck, I can, I can approach this differently or I can think about this differently. And Yeah, yeah. bit of a reset for them. Yeah, a little bit of a reset, um, yeah. Do you um do you strictly do like rural areas and and, and focus on that sort of thing? Well, that is my focus. Mm. But um, when I say rural, like if initially, I guess the article was written mainly pertaining to farmers. Yeah, which was what I was working with. But since since writing it, it's there's all these other um, groups that have come to the fore, um, like the resource sector. So yeah, um, I've been out to Olympic Dam in South Australia. I've been over here to the island. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, plenty of mining companies have, have got me out to, to do talks for toolbox talks and stuff. Um, the undercover detectives in Brisbane. Yep. Yeah, right. Um, got me down there to do a talk for them. Again, it's it's different because it's tailored to them and, mm. and, and what they deal with. Um, who else have I done? Trucking companies and just, at the, um, just got a, a small grant from the government to do a, a trial project in four Western Queensland shires for our SES and Fiery volunteers. Yeah, cool. So that was the first one last night I was doing. Um, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a good thing, though, because it's such a broad thing. Like, people just go, men's mental health. And then it's just this broad, um, I don't know what the word is, yeah, thing, I was just going to say. But the fact that it's you've been technical. able to go... Yeah, it's that's right. I'm a technical yeah. bloke. <laughs> technical. But, like, the fact that you, you can go there and talk to rural blokes and actually use terminologies and... Um, Analogies that relate to them, I think, such a good, a good way of getting the message across as well, because they can relate to it. Where if you talk to everyone all at once, everyone's different, so you can't target every single bloke on earth and get the message across to all of them. But at least doing this, targeting that demographic, you can pretty much know that they'll understand the terminology you're using, eh? Yeah, and it's, I guess, when I started doing the research and the the stats just blew my mind. I had no idea how bad it was. Yeah, and it's got worse in the last couple of years, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Has it the, the like the stats yeah. overall sort of thing? Yeah. So the stats. So when I started doing this, we were um, on average losing six men a day, six men a day yeah. in Australia to suicide. We are now losing seven. Yeah, right. And it's like, holy shit. Um, we also lose two women a day, but this is heavily skewed as a male problem. But you know what? There's no funding for men. There is nothing for men. We've got this one size fits all approach. And it's bullshit because seventy five percent of the suicides are male. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty. Uh, she's a pretty wild thing, isn't it? And have you? What's been? Has there been like a um, a chat that you've had that's been like the most impactful? Do you think for you? Like, have you walked away from any specific one where you went, "Wow, that was pretty cool." Like, pretty proud of what you've done, or? Yeah, yeah. Um, had a few of those, and probably the the most powerful one was actually via text. Oh, um, yeah. And he wasn't actually in a good enough place to even speak to me on the phone. 
And again, we're not we're not a crisis support. Like yeah. We don't advertise as, as crisis support. We're more the prevention. Let's go up the river and find out why they've fallen in rather than just keep dragging them out down the bottom. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I got this text message from this bloke and I've no idea how he got my number, um, but he did. And te- started texting me about, oh, 10, 30, 11 on a Friday night. And I thought, okay, he's either pissed or in a really bad way or both. Mm. Anyway, um, turns out he was on a remote station and he had Wi-Fi. And was able to text and he he was in a pretty bad place and he just needed to tell his story. He needed to get the shit out of his bucket. Mm. Yeah. to offload. And so he did that via text. And I said to him, mate, you know I'm not a professional. Like if you want to talk to a professional, here's the numbers, here's the text numbers, whatever. Um, do you want me to ring you? Do you want to ring me? He said, no, I can't. I just can't talk on the phone. I said, that's fine. So I text back and forth with him till about 1.30 in the morning. And him just literally just getting the shit out of his bucket. Yeah. And then he said, I'm tired now, I'm going to go to bed. I was like, yep, no dramas. And so the next day I touched base with him again and and then there was a bit of a gap for six or seven hours and I started to panic because I've got no idea where this bloke is. Yeah. I've got no idea where he is. But he did tell me he was on a station and remote and so I knew that much but, you know, I'm still dealing with a couple hundred thousand square kilometres of where the fuck he is. Mm. So I can't even get lights and sirens there. I don't know if he's alive still. I don't have no idea. And anyway, he, I, I text him in the, sort of in the morning or whatever and didn't get a message back. And I was like, fuck, fuck it, I've lost him. And anyway, after lunch, I sent him another text. I said, mate, you just need to let me know that you're okay. And he, anyway, text back now. So he's like, yeah, sorry, been out, you know, checking troughs. I was like, yep, no drama. But I just need to know that you're okay. And so a few more texts that day and sort of the next day a couple and it just sort of spaced out over the week or so. Um, and that would have been, I think it was probably the end of October, early November. Mm. Anyway, Christmas Eve, I sent him a text just to check on him and see how he's going and and he just said, I'm absolutely amazing. He said, I could not believe, could not have believed how much better my life is, how it's turned around. And he said, my family have no idea how lucky they are that I'm still here. And he mm. said, the only reason I'm here is because of those first couple of texts with you. And I was like, yeah, fuck you, Santa. I don't care what you bring now. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. wow. How good is that? That's yeah. good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, wow. Have you had anyone, like, um, reach out to you and then, like, being a woman or whatever, there's a lot of creepy blokes in the world. <laughs> now, yeah. when they get your number and you might have think you're starting to help them out, like, is there, have you had any weirdos reach out to you? Yeah, yeah, had a few weirdos. Um, in the beginning, <laughs> I was, um, I was like... Yeah, yeah, here, take my number, take my number. Because that's what I did in the spray world. So in the spray world, you know, most of the broadacre farmers in Australia got my phone number. Like, mm. it's not hard to find. And um, so I was just, yeah, hand out my business. Yeah, yeah, give us a call. And, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning you get this phone call and you're like, oh, shit, there's somebody in trouble. And it's like, what are you wearing? It's like, dude, <laughs> it's winter. I'm a middle-aged woman. Flunny pajamas. How's that fucking float your boat? Grr. Yeah. Yeah, because I suppose that is a thing, isn't it? Like at the start, you would have just went, "Yeah, well, here's my number." But like you said, those couple of things that blew up, like the, um, you know, the article and mm. and going on landline and stuff, you know, you probably wouldn't want your number portrayed on the screen then. Well, yeah. So I don't hand it out now, but heaps of people got it, and mm. um, yeah, I had a media company there a couple of years ago. So oh, we couldn't find your number. I was like, "You didn't try very fucking hard, did you?" It's not that hard to find, but um, yeah. yeah, like happy to talk. To, like I don't care if they're ringing me at two o'clock in the morning, but. 
oh, I don't get a lot of sleep. Don't ring me and ask me what I'm fucking wearing. Two, oh, I'm not horny at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. That's Unless right. I'm still up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what's a, uh, what's a normal sort of week look like for you now? Like with, with what you got going on with uh, your bog mate and stuff, like how many days a week or uh, weekly things that you do, like talks and stuff like that? Um, depends on the week, really. We try and do runs to try and make it more efficient and, and save money um, because we we are just very grassroots. It's just me and my part-time PA. I work out of my spare room. She works out of her spare room. We don't waste money on, on shit. Um, and so, yeah, it depends on the where I'm going. Um, I managed to cap, catch up on all your podcasts back in February, like right up to date. Um, yeah. <laughs> because I did three and a half weeks on the road down through Vic, basically went down to Aubrey and, and followed the Murray River out through all the flooded areas out in South Australia. Yeah. Um, so sometimes there's, could be three talks a day. Oh, yeah. Which is a bit of a head fuck. Um, yeah. By the finish of it, you're just like brain dead. Um, usually two a day, one mm. or two a day. And that can be, yeah, anywhere literally in the country. Mm. And, yeah, we do run, so we sort of get inquiries in and say, oh, when are you come to South Australia again? And so we make a bit of a list and go, right, oh, well, we'll zigzag through South Australia this way or um, fly to Tassie and do this. And, do you yeah. try and stay out of dad kissing country at origin time or...? I have been caught in dad kissing country at fucking origin time. Have you? It's like put it on my personal Facebook. I'm like, I'm in enemy territory. <laughs> yeah, someone, someone send a chopper quick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll do what they do in the middle of fucking central Queensland and wear your Maroons jersey and go, go to Maroons in the middle of the day. Yeah. <laughs> so you yeah. see someone do that here and I just feel like saying, are you fucking lost? Are you serious? <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, so you do, like, how far will you go? Like, you go down anywhere. south. Have you go over, like, out west and stuff like that? Yep. yep. Um, I'll go anywhere. Prefer to be um, west of the Great Divide. Yeah. But, look, there's certainly plenty of rural people east of the Great Divide, and I have to stop thinking that, you know, everybody's out in the back of buggery. But, uh, yeah, I will go anywhere. And I guess the <clears throat> one of my aims is to go to places where, other mental health organisations have never even heard of, let alone turned up to. Mm. And so, you know, when I get a request to, you know, will you come to Yarriga? Yeah, mate, I'll be there tomorrow lunchtime. Like, I'll just, you know, that's, they're the places that, that you know, they don't have any funding, they don't have any big fanfare. Um, so we do charge government organisations and, and large companies yep. because they've usually got funding under drought or flood or fire recovery or something. Um, so we have no crimes in charging mining companies, you know, big corporates yeah, and, of course. And, and government because that gives us money in the kitty to say, you know what, Yarrika, we're coming for free mm. or places like that. You know, little what, tin pot towns. I've been to um, camp draft grounds. I've been to cattle stations. Um, I will go anywhere. Mm. Yep. Oh, that's pretty cool. But, eh? yeah, COVID sort of stopped me going into dad kissing country a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it would have. It would have <laughs> held things up a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah. How long have you actually been doing the chats for again now? A couple of years, did you say? So, well, I wrote the article in February 2018. Yep. Which was um, when most of the country was in a rip-roaring drought. And, of course, mm. I get on Twitter going, anybody got any photos of Bog Machine? They're like, fuck off, we're in a drought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it hasn't rained for fucking, yeah. yeah. Where have you been? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, 2018 when I wrote the article. But it's really, um, so in July it'll be three years since the landline story, which is mm. when it really took off. Yeah, yeah cool. And how do, how do people go about finding you? Like, or or maybe they think it sounds like a really good thing to, to book you to come and have a chat. Mate, you there. saw that vehicle? The aliens yeah. can spot that from outer space. Yeah, it's um, good. You, just through the website is the, is the best way, and that just goes to my PA. And yep. um, 
yeah, she she books in all the all the stuff and, yep. and if it gets in my calendar, it gets done. If it doesn't go in the calendar, it doesn't Is get that, done. Are you bogmate.com or dot com dot au dot com dot au? Yeah. Yep. And on the socials, you got the socials. Yeah, we got the socials. We got uh, Stalkbook and Twitter and Insta. Stalkbook, yeah. Stalkbook, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, cool. What do you get up to? Um, you know, when you're not doing this sort of stuff. In your, in your free time. Or Sounds like you're pretty any. flat out. Yeah, yeah that's so right. free time. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I usually work probably seven days a week. Yeah. A lot of the time. And certainly the, at, lately it has been. Um, look, I do have some downtime. Um, sleep is a good one. Mm. And Babbling a bit of sleep. Yeah. I, do, yeah, <laughs> I love looking at the back of my eyelids. Yeah. Um, uh, gardening is actually one of the things I do. Yeah, right. Yeah, so ga- yeah. And it's probably one of the ways I empty my bucket is to garden. You can bury a bloody lot of problems with dirt. Mm. And... Um, camping, driving. Yeah. So I'm having a bit of downtime in May, and if it's not too fucking wet, um, mm. I'm going to Birdsville. Yeah, cool. So yep, just go bush. I'm not a beach person at all. The only yeah, time yeah. I like looking at the beach is through the bottom of a glass. Um, <laughs> yes. I, I do not fucking like the beach. Yeah. Um, I'm a land lover. Yeah. But yeah, give me a, a, a river. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like um, um, boil a billy on Cooper Creek and a few things like that. That's a go. But I, I think she might be a bit too wet. Tried to do this last year, so. Do you think that farmers, in particular, because it's a, it's not like a five days a week and two off sort of thing, do you think because they don't get the opportunity to go and go camping and and do the things that they like to do, do you reckon that's how things would slowly build up for them, where they don't get that release, or? Yeah, it certainly does, and I think you know they've certainly got some pressures on them as well as everybody does. Everybody's got pressures. Everybody's got shit in their bucket. Yeah. Um, but it's prioritising that you know what it's okay to go and ta- have some downtime and and take some time off. And you know I'm a big advocate for man time. That men need time alone with other men. Women need time alone with other women. Mm. But today's society really bags men for for having man time. You know everybody's supportive of the girls' night out or the girls' weekend. But as soon as the blokes want to go on a footy trip or a fishing trip. There's all this eye rolling and tisking, and it's like, hang on a fucking minute. Mm. Fair's fair. Everyone needs their turn to empty their bucket. So, I think um, rural blokes are probably it's a, probably a bit harder. They because they and particularly, well, I guess farmers and that where it's not just their um, place of business; it's their home. Mm. So they're they're always on. That's right. They're always on. That's right, and then if they go away for two days, it's building up. They're thinking about yeah. what they need to do when they get yeah. back to yeah. the farm. And yeah, shit. exactly. And that's they can't get people to look after stuff they can't you know it's it's been very difficult to get staff in in agriculture for years and it's even harder now since mm. covid and you know the resource sector takes so many people and look i have blokes and you know heaps of mates of mine who work in the resource sector and they're like you know what if farming paid better we'd fucking work we'd do that mm. we'd like that more and shutting down all these ag colleges so you're not getting young fellas that are skilled up oh. coming through all women yeah, yeah. as well yeah, yeah what's exactly. your thoughts on the ag college scene did you ever have anything to do with that because like we had a couple of mates I had, a, I had a good mate the old poo bandit actually has heaps of fucking good stories about ag college and i'm like man that sounds like an american college out in the bush yeah oh, which, which premier was it julie god which one fucked it off I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I have no idea. This, Do you want me to have a look? This? <coughs> yeah, go, Quinn. The Palace Chook. Palace, yeah. Oh. Sorry, sorry, Gillard. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, love. She's, a, she's a Prime Minister. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but then so... she'll rock up with the Akuba on when there's a flood or something. 
Yeah. Right, I'll keep going. <laughs> Ready to give the koalas a drink. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, I, I get to um, meet with a, a few politicians these days. and mm. Sorry um, about that. <laughs> no, no. I, <laughs> Sorry no, to hear no, that. No, they, yeah. was, they said to me, oh, you know, oh, we're going out to the country. We should have worn out our, our you know, put on our RM Williams. I said, don't fucking put your new arms out of the box to come out here, mate. Like, Yeah. Yeah, that'd just, be like us. Like, that'd be like me going out to a rural spot uh, and all of a sudden buying a pair of fucking... Um, I wouldn't even know what the boots are called. Um, Ariots. Ariots. Like me buying a pair of Ariots and buying a big cutter. And it's just like, no, I don't wear that. I just but yeah. wear what I wear and go out and appreciate what they're doing, you know? Well, my normal uniform is is just Ariot top boots and, mm. and work jeans and, and a work shirt. Yeah. Um, my girlfriends are horrified because I have more work shirts than any human on the planet. Yeah, I yeah. Like, <laughs> I have one of every colour and I've got like 25 of these. Um, because if I'm on the road for three weeks, yeah, and people laugh at me, I've got a big bit of dowel right across between the the Jesus bars in the back seat, oh, and she yep. just fill it with iron shirts. Yeah. <laughs> and how do you go? Are you like me with like my best shirt sort of thing? Like I'll have a couple of good shirts that I'll wear to an event. Do you have that with a couple of dresses, or how do you dresses. how do you operate that? Oh, like if you got to do own dresses, but they it's oh, got to get dressed up once a year or whatever. Yeah, I don't like brushing my hair, so, do you? so it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Uh, um, unfortunately, well, I don't know whether it's unfortunate or not, but I'm not one of those women who likes to do that. Like, I, I can do it and I don't mind it occasionally mm. as long as I don't have to wear heels. Um, You'd be a skyscraper it. if you're wearing heels. Yeah, I, I don't need... <laughs> you definitely don't need heels. Well, because of the metal in my back, I've got a... Um, I've got shit balance. Oh, really? Like baby foal syndrome, big time. Yeah, fall baby giraffe. Head. I just fall ass overhead. Um, yeah. And because my back doesn't move, mm. I've got... Uh, I've got no, my centre of gravity's fucked. If I start to go, I'm going. Yeah, right. Yeah. How'd that, how that happen? You're back. A, let's say a comedy of errors. Yeah. <laughs> um, probably started when I was three and fell out of the back of the ute. Oh. Motorbikes, horses. Yeah. BNSs. Having a go. Being on the land. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Just doing me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, yeah, so then they decided to straighten it out and put a shitload of Meccano in there and roof and screws <laughs> and Dyna bolts and... <laughs> Like, ching, ching, ching. Yeah, you go. Yeah. Like literally when I, they rolled me into the sturgery. Oh, mates, you know when you go to Dad's shed and he's got the sunshine milk tin full of bolts mm, and he tips yep. it out the bench? That's what it sounded like. I was like, like knock me out now. Sorting through it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, so being a taller lady, um, I remember a dot point you sent through in the notes saying you're off the short chicks taking the tall blokes. Can you break that down a bit? Why? Does a woman who is five foot two need a bloke who's six foot four? <laughs> yeah. Fuck off and pick your own size and leave the taller ones. There's not that many tall ones. It's like Shaquille O'Neal's misses. They're all in WA. Yeah. <laughs> they are they? Yeah. WA. WA's got tall fellas. Yeah, right. Yeah. There you go. Mm. I think they must be just trying to even out the kids. Oh, get them in the middle there somewhere. Bring, yeah, the bring a bit of height back yeah. into the jeans. <laughs> breeding basketball players sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, so you got, don't what? do that. It's have you, you've got kids, have you? Yeah, I've got two kids. Yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah, they're older than you boys, actually. Are they? Yeah, see? Child bride. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Are they tall? Yep. Yeah, nice. Yep. Cool. What do they get up to? Uh, they try and parent me now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're running around the countryside. Don't do this, Mez. You shouldn't be doing that, Mez. What are you doing that for, Mez? Fuck's sake, Mez. What are you buying another car for, Mez? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Hey, going off a couple of the notes you sent through, there was a few there that Caught my eye that we I thought we'd better yeah you know, that we'd better cover <laughs> and there was one about Bunnings oh dude. That I thought you'd uh, oh. thought we thought you'd want to bring up this is going to be the one that sinks me <laughs> <laughs> this is 
going south. I love Bunnings. I am. It's my favourite shop. Mm. If I yeah, had to it pick, is good, isn't it? If I only had to pick one shop that I could ever go to for the rest of my life, it would be Bunnings. Mm. Yeah, I've be never there. felt the need to shit when I walk into Bunnings, though. Yeah. Never. Well, it must be a man thing. Oh, it must, be, a, must be CQ or something. I don't know. What do you eat? Like, seriously, I've never... I don't, wouldn't even know that... We have people... Clippy Maccas. That might be the problem. Shout out Clippy Maccas. <laughs> every episode. Every episode. <laughs> now, nah, there's people posting every day on yeah, yeah. pages going... Must be a bloke thing. It might be. Must be. be. Mm. Feel yeah. at home. Yeah. Walk but in and feel at home. If Bunnings was the only store that was ever open again, I think we'd all survive, wouldn't we? Because they have a cafe and shit. Oh, that depends on your Bunnings. Don't get too fancy. Yeah. yeah. Gladstone has a... Well, we have a cafe there. Yeah, yeah. Eat wow. some fertiliser or something. That is. <laughs> Put a blood and bone. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's a brat, mate. Yeah. Uh, so, the, yeah, the Bunnings story. Um, so, I like gardening. I do a lot of gardening. Yeah. Um, one of my mates told me that when I'm in the garden, I look a little bit like the wall foot trots love child. Okay, so I've got the gum boots on and I'm covered in dirt and shit and I've got this dirty old hat on and I'm <laughs> I'm filthy and I I can't even remember what I was doing that particular day but it was it was messy yeah and I've just got shit all over me and I smell like a shearer like just <laughs> shit show a mm. shit show going on so yeah. I needed and I was like right I need a pressure cleaner I'm going up to Bunnings to get a pressure cleaner fuck it I'll just buy one of those cheap ones so I walk into Bunnings looking like the love child of Wallfoot right. Um, smelling like a pig's diet. And I went, right, I need to go and get this pressure cleaner. Anyway, this bloke comes up. He works at Bunnings. Mm. Not just some random. He actually works at Bunnings. And he's like, oh, can I help you, madam? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I need a pressure cleaner. I'm looking at like the $150 cheap, the cheap shit one. Yeah. Next minute, I've got a fucking $600 pressure cleaner. He was good. He was good. good yeah, right. he's, he's a good salesman. He had some good chat, some good lip, and he's, talk, you know, he's cheeky. And I was like... Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, that's anything else I can help you? Oh, oh well, maybe I need a fucking walk down there with twelve hundred bucks worth of shit out of Oh, my true. <laughs> but he's like literally helping me with everything I needed in the shop and full of chat and and anyway, it was progressing well. Let's say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, eventually he's like, "Can I have your number?" Oh, hey. he's like, "Yeah, right, mate. No worries. Okay, yeah, you got a bit going on. Nice." Um. So, come around for a beer after work. Yeah, no dramas. So I went home and I was like, right, I'll finish what I'm doing. Then I better get tidy. Fucking have a shower, clean yeah. myself up. And, uh, yeah, so he popped around after work for a beer. I'm having a beer and having a chat. Next minute, one thing leads to another. Heading for the workbench. And, <laughs> yeah, nice. yeah. and uh, this is, I, fuck, I hope he's not listening. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> going south here. Um, so, didn't even get on the workbench, just dropped his jocks, and that was it. She's over. Gone. <laughs> oh, dropped the load. Dropped the load. Oh, and no. I just looked at it because he was talking it up during the day, like talking it up in the text messages all afternoon, like really talk, like really talking it up. Lowest price is just the beginning. And man. I was like, mate, this, yeah, this, this, you don't have to talk it up. Like, you know, I'm a harsh critic, but I'm a fucking good coach. Like, don't talk it up. <laughs> 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 just keep a lid on it. But it was really over the top talking it up. Yeah. And I was like, well, this must be good. Anyway. Turns out it wasn't, so it didn't even get on my workbench. Oh, no. And so I've just looked at him and gone, so we're going to skip straight to the cigarettes in, are we? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. So, uh, so he, didn't really even, for he didn't even get bogged, mate. No, he didn't even get bogged. <laughs> but get bogged. this was the funny thing. I was telling a friend about it who's going to be listening to this going, you fucking demon, did you? I can't believe you told this. <laughs> and so she said to me, she's like, Mary, you're disgraceful. This is disgraceful. Who picks up someone in Bunnings? I was like, well, he picked me up. Yeah. And I was like, I'm a single woman. I'm not doing anything wrong. Um, and, she, yeah, she's like, oh. Why did you even shag him? Because I was like, oh, I probably should. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't have. She's like, why did you even shag him? I was like, ah, oh, it's a sympathy route. Now, <laughs> now this this friend <laughs> has always got her speak, her phone on speaker and her husband. And so he just grabs the phone. He's like, uh, Mary, can I just clarify something? Sympathy route. Is that a thing? <laughs> and she's like, it is not a thing. And, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's a thing. And he's like. I, I just need to clarify so I can just let the rest of mankind know that that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> the sympathy route. Sympathy route. There you go. Is that just like when you feel sorry? So how, oh, how would I buy one of those like around the house? <laughs> <laughs> just so I, I don't think it happens when you're married, mate. Yeah, right. I was just checking. <laughs> just checking. No, I can't complain. Uh, can't complain with that. But um, If you went out of the pub single and you've had a really bad day, you might, yeah, might get right that sympathy eh? route. Mm. Yeah. But it sounds like I might need to have a tactical wank before he went and seen Mary. Mm, yes. That's right. Definitely. Sounded like he had a good chat game on him, though. He did. Yeah. Normally well, it's 17 year old impressed. Kyle with a pimply face trying to help you out with yeah, your power no. tool. No, like, yeah. I mean, he was not an ugly man. Yeah. You know, seen better, done worse, but it was not. Well, it was not outstanding, but he had outstanding chat. Yeah. Had right outstanding better chat. at the theory than the practical. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe that oh, was well. it. It was all the theory came in the text messages all afternoon. I was like, oh, Jesus, mate. Holy, don't, look out. Calm down, Tiger. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's how's how'd the gurney go? <laughs> Still going. <laughs> <laughs> Went better than he did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was a little bit embarrassed to go back to Buddings. I was like, oh, my cat might attend now. <laughs> yeah, oh, I bet you he didn't come up talking uh, talking up next time you went into Bunnings. He probably would have no. scattered to the next aisle. No, well, I was a little bit like a ninja if I had to go in there. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, I couldn't find what I wanted, I was like, fuck, I can't find it. I'm fucking modern town. I've got to go to Bonnings. I'm like, slink, slink, slink. Oh, that's dash funny. In, that's... Dash out. Hey, another one here you were saying about um, you've got a bit of inside info about the foot fetish thing. Oh. Because, like, we've always wanted to weird. understand how, you know, how that comes about. So, I, I mean, I probably don't know, but I did date a guy who had a foot fetish, and it was just, it was. Like his main thing. Full that, on. That was full on. Um, I took my shoes off the door. I don't have it. When you put my feet on fucking Facebook, I'll kill you. But <laughs> <laughs> I have the ugliest feet on the planet. Like they are not attractive feet. But apparently yeah. there's something to do with the arch and the shape of the foot. Oh, okay. Um, this was a long time ago and I was a lot more flexible. So I actually could put them up here somewhere. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it was to do with the shape of the... Of the foot. Of the yeah. foot. So he really liked feet in, in high heels, but okay. it's actually the shape. There you go. Yeah, right. The, the shape of the foot. The only upside to dating one of those weird cunts is you get foot massages. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's not really like you've got to do too much effort in it apart from getting your foot rubbed, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Well, your toes suck and, for and a bit. Li- and literally that that is the four plates like. Oh, there you go, done. Wow, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? But like we've dove into a yeah, few so things before. Just, it was t- well for him. It was the shape. Yeah. Uh, of the, uh, the, the, shape. the shape of the the foot and the arch and the way it. Man, there'd be some strange blokes out there, eh? Well, strange, strange. Everyone, I suppose. Well, strange we're people. Boat, yeah, that's it. Run your own. It entertains right. me anyway. <laughs> yeah, about it. just hearing about it is yeah. entertaining. Like really. Because I was, because yeah. I've got fucking big feet. I've got a good, you know. If you're starting an ass kicking competition, I'm on the team. Well, I'll yeah. tell you what. If like, you're six foot something with little feet, it'd look fucking I'd weird. Fall and you probably fall. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I take the ladies' twelve, which is about men's nine or ten. Yeah. It's like, mm. 
There you go. Yeah, we're, we're not small-footed in my family. Um, but, yeah, I was like, There's, there is nothing attractive about my feet. No. No, well, I, I don't I don't find any foot attractive. No. So no. I can't even relate to, no. like, oh, fuck. It's not like I'm sitting there and I look at a foot and go, fuck, that's a good-looking foot. But <laughs> I might go, the only thing I've ever noticed about a foot is, like, there's those things come up where, like, there's different types where there's, like, the ones where the big toe's the biggest and it goes down to the little one. Yeah. Or then you get the second toe, the tallest. And apparently you, that can mean something. All out of shit. Evolutionary. Yeah. No, yeah, that's good. right. Anyway. I don't want to see a rank foot. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I just won't comment or I'll see a rank one. Yeah. There's, no, yeah, there's nothing the heel sexy cracking. about There's nothing oh. sexy about feet to me. I just... No, no I, don't, I understand it. We we tried to research into it a little bit a while ago and there was one thing that said like back in the day where everything had to be wrapped up, the foot was one of the only things that was exposed. So blokes would would just see that and, and wow. get off to that because everything else was covered up. Like that was a theory. Yeah, right. Um, no, I don't think so. Me neither. No. I, yeah. Just weird cunts. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I we'll agree. go with that. 100%. <laughs> Hey, there was one ear winding back the clock a bit when you said you hit an emu on your pushy. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I've never, uh, I've never had a run in with an emu like many times in the car or anything like that. But. I think it was my youth that emus were just a thing, and like once I got a license, I swear to God, emus would come for like forty k's to come onto the road in front of me, um, <laughs> because I only had two speeds flat out and stopped. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we had uh, – there was emus hanging around the house. It was a bit dry and we had potty lambs and we were racing the, the lambs home. I was like a kid, like eight or nine. I wasn't very old. Flat out on the deadly treadly and this emu comes out from the fence, flat tilt, and I'm like, it'll go around me, it'll go around me. I didn't break, it didn't break. Bang. Just straight over the front wheel and tangled up in the handlebars and it ended up with its head out under its ass, and I was walking around in circles dazed and just went, <laughs> what the fuck happened there? Frightened the shit out of me. But yeah. yeah, I thought he would swear, but no, nah. Yeah, I think collision. We went out. Um, we were hunting out west. Uh, I think it was like Tambo or something like that. And there was fucking emus everywhere, eh? Like mm. heaps of them. They're a pest. Like they like color color few of them sort of thing. Yeah, but like nothing around here. But yeah, that's a fucking. They're fair not real there. smart. No, no, not real smart. Actually, there was a bloke I saw a um a video of where he hit one in his car and the head of the emu. Do you know how the cruisers have the old triangle arm mm. that comes out? That's right, the, it comes through there. Yeah, oh, mate, it comes through there and the head was stuck there oh. between the fucking mirror and the arm just looking at him. Do you remember that, yeah. remember that one um, heading to the farm out of Blackwater? And it always oh. get, um, it, somehow it survived and it always come right near those haul trucks mm. and still survive. I reckon the babies, out the didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because the, the bloke. Emu, isn't it? The one with the babies? Yeah, he looks after the babies. Mm. Yep. Now, they're, they're not uh, not very bright. remember years ago when we were kids, we had this old station wagon and mum had put on the brakes because there's a mob of emus. Put on the brakes on the road. We're on a dirt road and there's just a cloud of dust. And one's just come straight into the tailgate, like up the arse of the car. It's like, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Anyway, um, and another time when we hit one and it was, it was wounded and so mum had to put it out of its misery. So she came home and she says to dad, I bashed its brains out. Dad's like, no, you fucking didn't. Yeah, I did. No, you didn't. They don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> well, they can't have many. No. <laughs> they have got a pretty small dome. Yeah. So I can't yeah. imagine there'd be too many brains in there. Um, you sent through a few carry-ons that you've got. You said, my carry-ons. God. Have you got any out of there that you want <laughs> to bring up? <laughs> Ice in beer. 
Yeah, yes. who does that? Oh, well, yeah. It was in Victoria. Yeah. So, does that explain it? Mexicans. Mexicans. Yeah. Okay, Mexicans. Yeah. Um, and look, I would normally say what the actual fuck. I was speechless. Mm. I was actually speechless. Yeah. I've yeah, never that, ever seen that done anywhere. Like I can imagine maybe, do you know how those, because we got the only cans, um, Kenny, on the other day, and I could imagine some of those wilder, crafty, sour sort of beers, I don't know, there'd be some hipsters that add ice to that sort of thing. But if they're adding ice to a lager or something, then. Well, oh, just, well, have you ever had a frozen what? beer? Uh, it tastes like that, I reckon, like watered-down beer. Yeah. Yeah, that is weird, it's isn't it? It's just bullshit. Like, yeah, dumbass. Um, there was another one that I haven't got on here that I thought of on the way up. Actually, when I paid for fuel this morning. <laughs> Why do service stations, some of them give you a receipt for the fuel, because I've got to collect all the receipts. Yeah. Some of the receipts are big enough to transcribe the fucking Magna Carta on. Yeah. And other ones, you would be flat rolling a cigarette in. Like, and it's just... Why a... is there no uniformity of, of these bloody receipts that come out of these machines? Yeah. I can't say I can relate because I don't really ever keep them that often. But, yeah, it's... Uh, that is weird. Yeah, Obviously, I, some I agree. Of them I keep BP ones are this long. Yeah, that, yeah. Is, that is weird. And the one this morning is literally this big. And I was like, this is bullshit. Um, what else? It's, yeah, the sauce goes in the fucking cupboard, not in the fridge. Knock it off and stop letting these women push you around for fuck's sake. Mate, that's, in the cupboard. I grew <laughs> up with the sauce in the cupboard, but like, it's it's not a thing that I'm passionate enough to be like, no, it's there, you know? So, yeah. But. Pick your battles. Right. Yeah, yeah. Big well, enough to matter, small enough to win. Fucking oath. And <laughs> hey, I'll cop cold sauce and have another one up my sleeve to battle with, you know? <laughs> cold sauce. I'll <laughs> cop <laughs> oh, cold, cold sauce. Uh, what else have I got here? The. Uh, the, the mammals, the middle-aged men yes. in Lycra. Yes, fucking explain that. So they call them mammals, middle-aged men in Lycra. Yeah. And in the city, you you know, you go out for breakfast and you, you know, meet up with some friends for breakfast or family or whatever. Mm. And you turn up and here's all these fucking mammals in their Lycra. <laughs> and it's like, mate, if I wanted sausage and egg, I only want to see it on my fucking plate. Mate, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Not in your fucking lycra. I'm trying to eat. Yeah, that's right. Oi, that that reminds me too. I referenced it earlier about the spray, but I'm watching the old Clarkson's farm at the moment, mm-hmm. and it, I, I really pissed myself last night. I probably found it too funny when he was out the front, and he was um, it was when the Weezer struck and everything was shutting down, and he was out there, and here comes this cunt riding past in lycra, and he goes. I'll be fucked. The whole of England shut down, and here's this idiot and his fucking bike, <laughs> like riding, yeah, yeah, yeah. riding past. And yeah. oh, I just laughed and went, oh, I love this cunt. He's just me all he's over. Good. Yeah, just he's good. Everything that they hit him with, like a, a problem, he's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, what's, why? 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 Yeah. Yeah. But some, um, my standard line is, oh, for fuck's sake, are you fucking serious? Mammal, though. That is yeah, perfect, mammal. isn't it? Because middle-aged quite mammal. often it is a middle-aged man. Oh, it's yeah. like a it's like a thing that they've found, eh? like a yep. middle-aged crisis or something like that. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Definitely um, shouldn't be eating in public wearing no, that. No, they go for they go, and then they go in for a coffee. It's like, no, you don't. Mm. Oh. Um, and people taking their dogs to restaurants and stuff too. It's like, yeah, oh. mate, no. No. I do not like your dog. I do not want your dog that's sitting right. there salivating while I'm trying to eat And that's food. okay, isn't it? Like as in you can love your dog as much as you want, but my thing no, is like I don't want to meet your dog or pat it or anything. Yeah. And well, I think like people that introduce these puppy cafes and that sweet you do whatever you want to yeah. do. Yeah. But don't do those half-half ones. No. Like on the main street. 
It needs to be said that, like, this is a dog cafe. Like, yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you walk in and carry on in there, then fuck off because it says it's a dog cafe. But if you're just going into a cafe and here's a pooch there and it's the owner's dog and it's running around, nah. They're going to be on flight soon, too. Yeah. <laughs> on flights. On flights. I will fucking drive to Tasmania. I doubt that they will purely because they are of the. America. Really? Yeah. Because wouldn't it be an allergic thing? Like, what if well, someone's what allergic said. to but dogs and they're an enclosed capsule? Well, see, this is the thing. These people, and I mean, I I would understand a guide dog. I get that. That's, oh yeah. But yeah. a proper assistance dog. I was on a flight recently, or last early this year, and it was allegedly an assistance dog. It is a fucking dish mop dog that is assisting no one with anything except turning good food into shit. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a dish mop dog. It is not an assistance dog. Yeah. Oh, I've got anxiety. Fuck. Oh. Yeah. God. How how and that's coming from someone who's in this space. Like it's got. Like, yeah, sorry, no dogs on planes. So they might have, well, like, the mixed grill plane. flight soon. Yeah, everyone's allowed Trans on. and fucking puppies and fucking... Every, every, whatever. <laughs> just run, just, just a wild old flight. Yeah, the well, zoo. Where that fucking thing the be zoo going? Flight. To the, the zoo, zoo flight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway. what, are, what, are, what do you reckon men no good with sandals? No, mate. Nah, it's no. a bit weird, isn't sandals it? Does your old boy still run sandals? Yeah, the Colorados <laughs> runs it strong. I'm disappointed with the croc. Like, at least you've got over the, the croc thing. Yeah. Um, no, it was something I actually put on my personal Facebook. Oh, God, it would be nearly 10 years ago. Yeah. Men of Australia, you do not wear sandals unless you are under the age of five years. Yeah. Little well, boys can wear sandals. After that, you wear fucking thongs and you learn to run, dance, you know, hop, skip, jump, and fucking limbo in thongs. Mm. Like, like I can saying, do a marathon in thongs. I've, I've yeah. dabbled in the um, the croc game before content, pretty much. I'm a content whore. Um, but <laughs> for the, I've actually, they do have their place now. Like, as in, I'm back in thongs. Love the Roccos. But I, um, I've got them there. Like I was saying, for yard work, I'll mow and whippersnip in them. Yep. And because, like, if I'm hedging the bush or whatever and I've got to go take it to the dump, she's just a one-way thing straight there because mm. those fucking idiots, now you need to wear closed-in shoes to the dump. Crocs specify as closed-in shoes. So they do have their purpose. And if you're going fishing, trucking through mangroves and mud, thongs yeah. just aren't a no. go. No. So there, there is use for them, but I just, they're just not a daily for me, eh? The thongs, you can't get it out of me. Yeah. I, um... Well, if I'm going gardening and stuff, it's it's boots. I'm in the top boots or my gum boots in winter in gum yep. boots. But otherwise, top boots. I've got too many fucking snakes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Browns and, and red bellies. Um, Another dozen. You got a you got one here. The best alpha in the world story. That oh, you've heard. that is yeah. my favourite story. So, my friend who actually now works for me is my PA. <laughs> she was um, down in Canberra had. Uh, with her kids for uni or whatever, and uh, summer nats just happened to be on, mm. and so she's like, oh, "I don't want to go." I was like, "You do, you do want to go to summer nats? Go to summer nats." Anyway, so then she starts sending me photos. She's pacing herself, laughing at the burger, the bogans, and how hardcore they were, and just she's like, "Oh my god, look at this car!" I'm like, "Send me the photo of the car, never mind the people." Um, and then she rang up, and she is just folded up laughing, and she said, oh, "I have just seen this bloke." throw his cigarette on the ground and take his foot out of his thong, crushed his cigarette out with, <laughs> with his foot and then put it back in his thong. Like, not going to wreck your good thongs to crush out your smoke. I thought, oh. How good's that? Just I think that is the foot. ultimate, that would have to be the ultimate alpha in the wild. 
and it happened. Like I didn't see it, but I wish I did because I still laugh about it. That is great. You got to think of what that bloke does in the daily too, because if you wear, um, I found I found my feet are getting harder now that I'm not in work boots all the time, and I'm getting around in thongs and bare feet. But when you're a religious work boot operator, your feet are softer than a pensioner's turd. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and like. You know, you got no no hardness about them. When I was a kid, I used to run around with no shoes, and yeah. they were hard as. Yeah, you'd peel across the gravel. Yeah, yep. easy, eh? You'd now, near, you'd near fucking yeah. brush bendies off. But well, we used to. We used to. Do, our feet. Dad always used to tell us we had feet like emus because we would just run everything through the burrs, no problem. Yeah. Um. You know, if we needed to run and run fast, we'd kick our shoes off. Mm. And yep. you know, if we had to catch a sheep or something for dad, but now. Mm. I, I get to the edge of the gravel, I'm like, oh, better go and get my Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Oh. And what have you got, like good thongs, going out thongs, bush thongs? Well, I've got my Roccos. That are, they're, they're, they're at the point where when you walk across the gravel, you can actually feel the gravel, so they're getting a bit worn. Yeah, yeah. So, wearing through. Yeah, they're wearing through, um, so yeah. they're a bit embarrassing to bring. Those Crocs are actually useless for gravel. Useless? Because, yeah, because the, they're all just coming through these those air holes. Yeah. And I'm the, constantly the kicking them out. Get the dignity out. Mm. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, mate. Get the dignity out of the holes. Yeah, yeah. that's priceless. Yeah, yeah, that was priceless. pretty good, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Hey, so to sort of start wrapping things up here, just to give A Bog Mate another shout, like if someone wants to book them, book yourself or, or anyone, like is there anything you want to give a shout out to? You know, to do with it or yeah, steer yeah. people so, your um, way. Yeah, just jump on their socials or um, into on, on the website if you want to book events or, or find out a bit more. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, that's we're just areyourbogmate.com.au. Uh, yeah. But I have got a, a little surprise for you. Oh, for here. sure. And I was going to say, if there's anything you want to, I'd like to, I'd like to thank you for being part of this space for like mental health because it takes a lot to be in that world at the moment. Thanks, yeah, man. for yeah. sure, and Look, especially to put yourself out there as a woman too into a into a bloke space, you can see where sometimes it wouldn't be perceived well. But I think you've done it in such a good way to you know be accepted, and yeah, we'll thanks, fully boys. support you. And you don't I just um, yeah, I, I'm so stoked to be on here with you guys because I really appreciate what you guys do. And there's actually something you guys have said on this podcast because I've gone back and listened to every single thing, um, and I actually use it in some of my talks now. Is something you said once about. If you got everybody else's problems that you know and put them all in a big pile in the middle of the road, would you take yours back? And that that's a cracker. Yeah. Um, and I think the way you guys talk about it and, you know, fishing and, and all those bloke things, and that's what I really push is go fishing. Go and have some fun with your mates and, you know, have some downtime. You know, what is it that you do to empty your bucket? Is it listening to music? Is it fishing? Is it, a, you know, a... A holiday once a year with your family. What do you do to empty that bucket? Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great... I definitely will be stealing that bucket thing off you because I reckon that's great. For sure, mm. emptying the bucket. And, yeah. and and I think you've yeah. nailed the, how to get into a bloke's head and it's relating in that way. Empty your bucket. We all know what a fucking bucket is. How do you empty shit. it? Tip the shit out. Yeah, and I think it's okay. Another One of the things that I do with my little demonstration is I've got, I've got a small bucket and I shove a bit of paper down the bottom and say, you know what? Mm. It's okay to have some shit down the bottom of your bucket. Yeah. And... I get to speak to a lot of parents who have lost adult children to suicide mm. and that shit's never leaving their bucket. Yep. They just get better at dealing with it and managing it and knowing what triggers it. So, um, yeah, it's okay to have a bit of shit down your bucket. Yeah. But it's it's how to how we manage that and how we get it, the other shit out that we can get out mm. and remembering to ask for help when you can't carry that bucket by yourself. For sure. Yeah. I think it's prioritising as well what you put into your bucket first. Like yeah. I saw a professor overseas and there's a very powerful video online. I'm 
should try and share it after this episode, but he had a jar and he had a whole room full of kids and he put a heap of ping pong balls in it, right, yeah, until yeah. it was full. And he said, is this full? And they went, yeah, it's full. And then he poured, um, I think it was smaller balls or, or rocks or something in there and he said, now is it full? And they went, yeah. And then he poured sand in it and he said, now is it full? Yeah. You know, and then water at the end and kept doing it. And he said, if you put the sand in there first, that's the only thing that's going to fit. So put the most important shit in there and prioritise what you put in there first to fit all your shit in. Yeah. Instead yeah. of fucking filling it up first with the shit, you know. Yeah. No, I just think, you really know. Important. It's important. One of the yeah. things I talk a lot about is, is the difference between the way men and women communicate and, and how that is vastly different and how we need to accept that and work with it rather than fight against it because we're constantly... You know, women are saying, oh, men don't do this and men don't do that and he's not listening to me and rah, rah, rah because women don't feel heard unless you're looking them in the eye and so they communicate face-to-face whereas men communicate shoulder-to-shoulder and so staring men in the eye is actually traditionally throughout history a, a threat and we still have a stare-down before a boxing match and stuff. So yeah. Um, yeah, wow. the, the talks I do for women, I talk a lot about yeah how men communicate and how we need to learn to work with it and, you know, teenage boys, and I say to the women, you know, if you want to have a deep and meaningful with your with the man in your life, do it in a vehicle. You're shoulder to shoulder and you've got a captive audience and he's reasonably unlikely to leap from a moving vehicle. Um, hey, that's I, n- I never say never, but... <laughs> I'll tell you what, I don't know if I agree. I hate it when it's in the car. <laughs> I'm driving pissed off in you traffic and out. you're bringing up shit. Oh, yeah, not in traffic. <laughs> I, don't, no. I don't mind. I, I actually think that, that that for me, if I was just on a road trip, because especially if I'm driving and can't be on my phone or something... If I'm the one actually driving the car, it's probably yeah. is a good spot for yeah. to have a chat. Yeah. And yeah, anywhere like that that's shoulder to shoulder or dark and, and or around a fire. Um blokes mm. like talking around a fire too. So but just understanding that and appreciating, I guess, that men and women do it differently and that's okay. Yep. That that is okay. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, what have you now, have you got a little Now I did tell you I was a little bit of a um a bush po- poet. A poet. Yeah. yeah. So Ooh. I've taken the liberty of writing a poet. I've gone all out with the title. It's called the Alpha Bloke, Alpha Blokes Podcast. Yeah, nice. Um, so this is a little a little ditty I wrote for you fellas. Ooh. There was a crackle on the airwaves and some chat around the bar. Alpha Blokes was on the lips of the fellas near and far. Two mates love talking bullshit, so they set about their plan and they made a ripper podcast just for the Aussie man. With jokes and yarns that crack you up, nothing is taboo. They'll take the piss out of themselves. They're honest and true blue. Some people like to knock them and say they are too crude. But we love you blokes to pieces so they can all get screwed. (laughs) Shout out to Tom and Cam. They're gold cunts that are real. And they care about your struggles when down and out you feel. You can whinge and carry on or just tell a joke that's prime with their goal, deleting head noise, one laugh at a time. They were getting bloody peppered so they shouted for a hand and from the crowd appeared Big Quinn to help them build their brand. But confessions can be brutal. Now Quino's job hangs by a thread because this nation gasped in horror as, I don't like pies, he said. <laughs> <laughs> the topics are quite varied, but some keep shining through. Nicknames, snag dogs, bunnings, and yet always back to poo. <laughs> so true Caravans and cyclists are things that boil their piss With yabby pumps and shout outs Not a minute you should miss The trendsetters get involved With yarns and jokes to share Blokes from all parts of the globe 
bring weird shit for the air. There's a pommy bloke called Tommy. Asked about egg and bacon too. And poor Mato from Mildura, who found women were too few. (laughs) (laughs) Fez the battling pig farmer, just trying to make a quid. And the legendary Knuckles, who can help you sort a lid. Big Randy spruiks about his cock. I mean, how big can it be? I've seen a few pricks in my time, but this I'll have to see. You might be a truckie or a miner, perhaps a ringer from the top, but you'll be twitching like a druggie for the next episode to drop. So get your flappers round their potty. I promise it's a blast. As, Tam, as Tommy Cam and Quinn raise hell on the Alpha Blokes podcast. Wow. Yeah. Like, I think you'll deserve to go home with the carry-on yeah, cap. Yeah, sure. 100%. 100%. That's, uh, that's definitely <laughs> that's one unreal. you carry-on So cap. I got it printed out and framed for you too. Oh, oh you yes. love it. Wow. That yeah, is mate, awesome. That. Thank oh, you very that. much. Wow, that's that's definitely getting hung up in here. That's amazing. Straight to the pool room. For sure. <laughs> well done. Have you have you dabbled in poetry a lot, like throughout the years? Um yeah, it's it's I don't write a lot, but I, I do write a bit occasionally. Um Have a go at him unwrapping this. I don't have yet see you have a root. Yeah. That's what I mean, I'm all about the foreplay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like the budding bloke. <laughs> Take me time. <laughs> Discounts. Uh, yeah, so so always sort of dabbled in it a bit? Yeah, always dabbled in it a bit. Um, got a bit more serious in recent years mm. and um, you actually had one turn into a song and How good's that? nominated for a gold guitar. So Really? Yeah, it's a bit wild. That's awesome. totally wild. Like, you talk about wow, like look the, at that. That's unreal. Wow. Thank Stop you so it. much for that. There awesome. we go, Brian. April 2023. Love it. Fucking Thank nice. you so much. No, yeah. No good colour coding with the um, couch too. Yeah. Looks yeah. good. Yeah. Look at that. Fucking Happy nice. days. Very awesome. good. Well, um, thanks so much for coming on for a chat. That was, thanks for having me, boys. That thanks was great. For, thanks for having me. I'm sure it won't be the last time. If you ever pop uh, if you ever I'm, I'm pop back up or to Calliope, actually, at the Calliope CWA in September. Oh, yeah. To get yeah. you on for a talk back. Yeah. Get you on to sit here and uh, answer some of these wild rogue units with your carry-on cap you just won. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Right, oh, well, on that note, get around, Mary, and are you bog, mate, on the socials, on the website, and if you think that it's it's something that you think, like, I don't know, a group of people around you, yourself, or, you, like, if you own a company or whatever and think the chat would be beneficial, then um, reach out. Appreciate you coming on. Thank, Thank you. you very Thanks, much. Thanks, boys. Keep this shit up. Cheers. Cheers. Cure them what you want, knee knockers, golden nuggets, thigh slappers. But our friends at Manscapes refer to them as the boys. Not every man has children, but every man is responsible for their two boys below the waist. When your little guys have more hair than they need, trust Manscaped for all your grooming dreams. Boys need love too, so join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com and using the code ALPHABLOKES for 20% off plus free shipping. You heard it here first. The boys are back in town. Every man knows how scary it can get when you're going for the close shave below the waist. That's why I trust Manscaped for all my sensitive areas. Introducing the Lawnmower family, including the Lawnmower Pro 3.0 Plus and the 4.0 Pro and the 5.0 Ultra. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code alphablokes at manscaped.com. 
That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code alphablokes at manscaped.com. For the best your boys have ever looked, trust Manscaped. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.